everybody. Going live. We are live. Let me, um, let me go ahead and share it, tag you on the internet. What's going on, everybody? For those of you who are watching, happy Tuesday. I already had, uh, I already composed an email uh, to somebody today. I said, happy Wednesday. But today is Tuesday, so that's, that's where I'm at. So that's nice. Um, cool. So we got some people trickling in. Alrighty, get a little sunshine on my face so you can see me. Fake light, cool. We got some viewers already. This is pretty cool stuff. Rich, I think you're a popular person, my man. All right, so uh, welcome everybody to Guidance Counselor 2.0 Live Edition. Um, uh, this one is not my morning slot um, uh, because I needed to get sleep this morning. So um, uh, I am joined by my dear friend Rich Raider, and so. Uh, Rich and I uh, go way back. Not really. I think you and I really only go back like a year or so. Um, but basically, I, I've worked with Rich to get him to where he's currently at um, with his current position. Um, but Rich, you know, I've I've really admired from a leadership perspective uh, from afar with what Rich has been able to do, um, the rapport that he's built with his with his teams, um, speaking with him, how others speak of Rich, and so today. Um, what are, what we're going to dive into for the next, you know, six hours, um, we are going to, uh, talk about Rich's thoughts on leadership. Um, he and I are just going to hang out and just talk about leadership in general. Um, and so Rich, thank you again for joining me, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. It's good to be here. Yes, absolutely. It's good. It, it's, it's great to be here, aka virtually from our from our bedrooms or living rooms or wherever you're at. Um, yeah. so, uh, well for, for the people who are watching, um, give a quick background about yourself, man. Uh, yeah. you know, what, what do you do kind of, and kind of where you came from? Yeah. So, uh, I grew up, uh, in a, uh, real small town in East Tennessee, uh, broke my first, uh, website in see, 1994, roughly. Uh, so, you know, kind of been a nerd, uh, programmer, kind of been set on that path for a long time now. Um, cause writing websites was about the only thing you could do when everyone and all your friends lived a 30 minute drive away from you. So, uh, <laughs> convenient. Um, but, uh, you know, so, uh, been picking up uh, different, uh, you know, languages and skills. Uh, went to East Tennessee state university instead of, uh, middle for computer science. Uh, graduated from there a while back. Uh, they've got some fun professors there. Uh, a lot of them came from, NASA, so they like to talk about uh, shooting lasers at missiles from space. There you go. Um, neat, neat, yeah. neat uh, projects. Yeah. Uh, they, the semesters were fun. Uh, I have didn't no really doubt. get to sleep. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, then I, you know, graduated, um, worked at a, a, actually one of Assurian's competitors uh, for a while. Okay. Uh, and, um, I say that is where uh, I uh, when I started off, I was actually 
I will say one of the worst people you could imagine to work with. Um, and I was actually probably the worst example of a leader. You, you probably like, I was that guy for a while. I love the EQ, um, man. It's, it's I, actually, love that. I love the EQ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, um, it, it is quite, uh, an interesting thing. And I say about year, year three or four, I think about year three in my career, I was still like a junior developer sure. uh, and still, you know, kind of just at that level. And I was like, I, I actually don't know why I'm still a junior. Uh, so me being the, uh, I will say blind person when it comes to a lot of this stuff, uh, went to HR and was like, Hey, I don't know why uh, I, I'm not getting uh, promoted. My managers aren't telling me the, the you know whole thing. I met with the um, the CIO to try to figure this stuff out, and um, you know, at that point, um, you know my my boss who uh, was actually very good at at leadership at the time uh, clued me in that uh, I was really bad at building influence and working with people, and mm. um, you know it, a lot of that stemmed from like a perspective. Um, in, in terms of like working with people, my brain was almost focused on like how I uh, would write code. And a lot of it goes back to, you know, just a mindset of, you know, I want things to be efficient. So I want right. to get straight to the point and I want wow. to just tell people the, the current state of things. Right. And uh, that was like, I, I didn't want to beat around the bush. So I would just tell people, hey, this is bad or hey, this is this is crap or what you've done is stupid. Um, right. and no finesse. that's not really a great way to work. No finesse whatsoever. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and, uh, so I, I, I picked up, picked up two books, um, the 21 laws of leadership that was recommended by, uh, my manager at the time, uh, and, uh, how to win friends and influence people, uh, two, two great, great books, uh, in, in terms of, uh, how, not only how to be a leader, but just how to be a decent person when it comes to talking to other folks and not just yeah. immediately like turning them off to just you and your idea. Um, and, um, you know, went from there, kind of did a, a book club type of thing with them uh, to try to just get an understanding of that idea. And, um, you know, I, I will say that um, from a, from a, a coder perspective, I had to just change my perspective. It was, it was no longer the, the most efficient thing was not for me to just, you know, tell people how it was in the same way it's not necessarily efficient to just write a bunch of code and then just just ship it you know right. i i curated and worked on my classes in terms of like the objects and the the code i was writing uh, and i should do the same exact thing with the people that i deal with mm. uh, and curate mm. those relationships and keep those things um healthy uh and that that perspective that mindset while small uh, really started to like just tune my head toward um, I'll say uh, healthy healthy influence, uh, and that started me down the path of being able to you know, really set a an expectation on um, you know, what what kind of leadership uh, style I was going to have. It kind of sure. gave me all these things that I needed as like a tool set to sure. start becoming a leader, um, and then. At some point, I left there, went went and worked for Shurian, uh, my competitor at the time. Um, you know, struggled a bit to be a leader. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it was the first real shot at it. Um, trying to just bounce around, get an idea, see see what it was like. 
Um, you know, I think uh, in trying, I think my team uh, almost all quit once due to misunderstanding uh, that was quickly, really? you know, blown over and fixed and, and happy. Sure. Uh, but you know, it's it's a journey, <laughs> to yeah. say the least. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, worked at a couple of different places. Um, eventually, you know, became, you know, a team lead, uh, manager, uh, yeah. different uh, direct reports. And, um, you know, just, just really kind of, you know, getting those um, things tuned in, trying to get uh, an understanding of people. Uh, yeah. which is something I, uh, I, I want to say is a blind spot, but I, I can see other people and get a good read on them. Can't see myself really well and, <laughs> and make sure I got a great You're not uh, alone. outward appearance in terms yeah. of, uh, uh, so it's, you know, it, it's just one of those things where, um, you know, I think that, uh, I like to tell my story because, uh, I, th- I didn't think this was necessarily something that you could learn or sure. a skill that you could uh, pick up. And, sure. um, you know, it's, it's been one of those things where um, I think that, you know, leadership, building influence, having humility, those types of things um, have, have made me stand out uh, yeah. and you know, writing good code, writing good solutions is important and part of sure. it. But sure. uh, you know, why? You know, why do why do people um, listen to anything I have to say? You know, being smart is great, uh, but right. uh, yeah, I, I'm happy to be kind of smart, but have my team be honest with me yes. and have everyone, uh, you know, tell me when I'm wrong. That's yes. that's the thing that. Uh, <laughs> is one of the most valuable things when you're a leader is when people are willing to tell you that you're wrong um, and they're comfortable doing that, you will get a much better solution or strategy or project, whatever you're looking for. Yeah. So first off, I mean, uh, amazing story, right? I mean, that's so, so good. And, and, and I want to kind of, kind of break down some things and and get tactical here for, for the people who are watching you're like, Rich, great story, man. Like, that's awesome. Like, I love that so much. Like, you've become a good leader. I get that. So, but people are sitting here, they're like, because I, I'm with you, right? I'm kind of curious about digging into this perspective because I think, like, you can't really be – I think you can become a leader. I think it's sometimes you're, though, born with it or not. And it sounds like you became a leader, right? You took the steps. You did the work. You read the books to become a leader, what what would you say some key things like give me one two maybe three specific things that people who are watching just like me i want to become a leader i want to lead how do i get there and, and and i don't know if you can give three like specific tangible things to start with that really yeah. haven't that that you enacted in your career oh absolutely so the the, the biggest one um, in terms of uh, you know, becoming a leader is uh, you know, being able to influence others. Uh, influencing others is one of those things where um, there, there is an art to it. There yeah. is, um, uh, you know, people are funny things, uh, but uh, I like to say it. that software, software I think is a, is a people problem as much as it is a technology problem. So good. So, so being able to influence people, 
uh, you know, not, not even coworkers. You know, I, I often find that, um, you know, a, a, the skill to, to influence helps make it so that uh, going and buying a car is a little easier. Going and getting your landlord to replace your air conditioner, a little easier. All these things uh, that uh, you, you need to do day to day, not just with your team, is made easier with the ability to, to influence. Um, yeah. And so I, you know, I will jump up and down and say, you know, how to win friends, influence people, a book that is like 100 years old now, still popular, still accurate, still useful to this day, uh, just because that's something that um, I think people don't necessarily understand all the ins and outs of. Right. Uh, just there are there are certain things where, um, you know, just, just how you approach a problem. Uh, right. I, I love that the, the, the book starts off with the idea of, um, you know, I think the author says he loves uh, cream and uh, strawberries. He goes right. fishing and he tries to use cream and strawberries uh, to fish and the fish don't like it. They like worms. Uh, so you have to stop thinking about uh in terms of what you like and what you're trying to so good. tell people, and you need to so good. You need to, you need so, to think so, about so, what, so what really, they want and they need. So, so if we're talking about influencing, like if someone's watching, it's like, man, I get it. Like, I, I want to influence people. So you're saying, like, you really need to understand the other person. Yeah, yeah, and that that's it's it's a it's a tough one. You got to pick up on things. You have to make some assumptions uh, sometimes, and that's that's right. okay. Um, I, I hate to, to generalize other people, but sometimes you just have to imagine like, I, I think this person might like this and they might, they might not. Um, no one's going to complain if you ask them and say, Hey, what are you into? Hey, let's, sure. let's talk about something that you find interesting. Right. Um, you know, I think, um, the people love, uh, subconsciously, they, they love to have people just be interested in them in, in some yeah. regard. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it's it's not necessarily a negative thing if it's genuine. If there's some genuine sure. interest, like I want to figure out how you work, not not yeah. from a malicious perspective, just from a so we can work well together. I think That's the cool. art, I think the art of asking questions is incredibly underrated. Like like asking someone about themselves and being generally interested is is a lost art. And I feel like as a leader, and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like a leader, like taking interest, asking questions, how are you doing? How did you solve this problem? Are there anything I need to prove? I think asking those questions is just huge. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that um, people will sometimes forget that their own decisions are kind of the summation of their life experience. Yeah. You know, when, when someone says, hey, you should drive this car, uh, you know, you are probably going to build up all these types of like, well, if I drive this car, I had this bad experience or I knew this was too large for me, or I knew the gas mileage was bad. Um, those, those types of things uh, build up in a person and that's how, what helps make them make that decision. So right. when someone else has a different perspective or different insight, they have, you know, knowledge and experience and just a right. perspective that you would pr probably like to have, or at least right. like to appreciate. Um, they don't, you know, I don't want to say anyone else is, is wrong. Oftentimes right. people just don't have the same experience as I do. And I that goes that. in that decision. I love that. So finding those things can be quite an interesting experience just in terms of, um, you know, how, how a person ticks is sometimes fascinating. Right. So, um, Elliot, um, commented, Elliot, what's going on, dude? He says developers can be flaky. You're flat out lazy and entitled at times. 
Whoo! Uh, how do you keep yourself and your team from those pitfalls? Have you got stories specifically around these problems cropping up? Thanks, Elliot. Appreciate you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. D developers are uh, certainly uh, an interesting group. Um, you know, I, I think more a developer team is more interesting than most people probably expect. Right. Um, I think that uh, you know, the 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 flaky or lazy, you know, those are those are probably things that are more in, indicative of folks uh, not necessarily being driven. Uh, some folks need to be are, are, are self-driven. Others need to be driven by some other mechanism. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, be it uh, working on a cool project or finding a problem that they appreciate. Um, it is definitely a case where uh, developers are creative in, in a regard and mm. sometimes just due to the nature of business and it being a job, you almost have to mute that creativity in order to stay sane <laughs> because yeah. it can be rough sometimes. Right. Uh, so I often try to make it so that um, there's some sort of um, you know space or inclusion for developers uh, to where they can you know vent their frustrations. We can take their insight into things. Um, the entitlement is definitely something that um, you know I, I always try to say you know hey we're 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 a really good team. Um, and um, this, this thing seems like an odd thing, but at the same time, if we uh, don't set our own really good example, how can we expect other teams to set good examples? Ooh, so good. Those level of things. So good. Um, yeah, I love that. So, um, yeah, so, yeah <laughs> that, and that's, that's such a good every question. Single team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let me, let me ask you this, and, and, and so from a leadership perspective, what are some things that you have done with your team? Because I'm really curious, right? As, as, as someone who manages a team of nine recruiters, I'm always looking to learn new things from other leaders. And I'm genuinely curious, what are some things that you've implemented with your team as of late, or maybe a cool tip or trick that you've done recently uh, that you're willing to share? Yeah. Uh, one thing I make every uh, team member aware of as a strategy is uh, I am always trying to challenge you in a healthy way. Mm. Uh, I, I like to imagine it being like a, uh, a throttle in a car, you know, a gas pedal. Um, I'm going to give you a little bit of gas. I'm going to stress you out a little bit, not so that you're stressed, not sure. so that you're, you know, overworked. It's 100%. meant to be some healthy pressure, some acknowledgement that this feels like a good place for you to be, you know, hey, you're going to own a whole project. This is going to be a thing you do. You're going to come to these yeah. meetings and you're going to discuss this because I feel like this is something that is appropriate. I've got your back, but at the same time, you're going to like get into this new world, this new area. But at the same time, I have your back. It's there. If it's too much. So letting someone it. own a process, like yeah. giving them a little bit more responsibility than they typically would probably ask for. Yeah. But you have to make sure and explain to everyone that this is a, a healthy thing, something that sure. you're not supposed to be stressed out over. Yes. It's, it's growth, not stress. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a critical thing to where folks understand that, yeah, this is, this is new. This is um, 
sometimes weird. I get to see new perspective. I get to find out what conversations you're having, that type of stuff without necessarily like just letting someone go because, yeah. you know, having that, um, that, that, I guess a blanket of, of comfort um, yeah. to fall into is, well, is surprisingly strong. <laughs> people, well, but I, and I don't think this can be highlighted enough, man. I'm going to do this for you. I think that's what really makes you a good leader is that your team knows that you have their backs, right? I, I, I think as leaders, I think a, a lot of the pitfalls is, is, is you know, and, and we've talked about this, right? We've talked about this in a sense of your your people have followed you. Yeah. Your people have followed you from company to company to company. And I think, and and you just said something very big right there is because I have their backs and I don't think that can be overstated enough. Yeah. And you, it's, it's funny. People kind of trust you until that is tested and then you right. have to have their back once or twice. Just say, Hey, you know, we tried something new here. It kind of worked out. It kind of didn't. We were trying to grow people. Uh, we, uh, we we've had a lot of success, but this was a thing that we we missed. And right. uh, just saying that, and just just calming it down, just just owning up to it. You know, as leaders, every book will say, you know, if the, the, the team fails, it's the leader's fault, and if the right. leader, you know, if if it you know the team succeeds, it's the people. Um, I think that you know, just having to exercise that a couple times for a yeah. person, or just in general for a team, you know, gives you so much, uh, you know, advantage in terms of just them actually believing and them having some like some faith or, yeah. um, you know, actually like subconsciously trusting you because it, yeah. a lot of times it's just, you know, they want to trust you, but they'd rather not test it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But sometimes, you know, so are, are there any other things? So, so obviously, you know, giving your, giving your team a little bit more work, a little bit more responsibility, letting them own a process, right? Are there any other things that, that you've implemented, um, you know, check-ins or one-on-ones or anything like that? I, I will say that uh, one of the, the most helpful things just toward getting alignment is setting up a, a vision and almost a challenge. You know, I, I almost always have a challenge for my team, not in terms of, um, you know, like, you know, something being challenging, but just I want to be doing this. I want to retire this system. I want to be using this technology. I feel like this is good for us. It's good for you. It's good for the company. I think we should be doing this. Uh, and ha having people have insight into uh, where you feel like we should go, but also why. Is, is very valuable because people kind of rally Simon behind Sinek it. Thing talk with uh, starts with why. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And there's you know it's it's one of those things that you can read all day long about you know what it is to to have a good team. Um, I I I feel like um, you know Dan North has a really good uh, talk from uh, I think GoToCon. Uh, about uh, effective teams. And I think he, mm -hmm. he phrased it up pretty well. He'd rather have a team that uh, doesn't necessarily write the most code, maybe doesn't write much of any code, but is solving a lot of problems or at least finding yeah. the right problems to solve. Yeah. And I feel that, um, you know, with that kind of combination of being able to influence people, 
being able to point someone in a direction and having the right mentality on the team, almost the right yeah. culture of how you solve a problem, uh, kind of gets your team like really geared toward uh, being really, really good without a ton of specific like handholding, you know, because they are adults um, often, sometimes not. But um, if you, if you tell a person what success is and mm -hmm. uh, that's consistent, people yeah. will almost always work to be successful. I love that. And uh, as long as it's a pretty obvious and hard thing to ignore and like easy to understand and it's just consistent, people yeah. will typically, you know, work out pretty well. I love that. So um, as we start to wrap it up here, a few more questions for you. Um, so I, one thing I admire about you as an individual is your EQ, um, you know, and, and being aware that you were terrible leader to start, that you went through the processes, right? You did the work and, and you may have already mentioned it, but I want to, I want to bring it back up again. What would you say your biggest weakness is? Or no, no, your biggest, sorry, not biggest weakness. What is your biggest failure as a leader that you are willing to share? Uh, I have been uh, demoted a couple times as a leader. Really? Yes. Um, and, you know, part of it is, uh, you know, when you're a leader, there it is a different world. Um, you are higher up in the company. There are different expectations. There are things that... Uh, uh, surprise you and uh you will get to the point where you have to ask yourself I, do i look good as an employee or do i sacrifice my team Dang. you know those, those types Dang. of things are like do i like make my team work a bunch of overtime so that yeah. my bosses aren't upset or sure. do i push back get kind of in trouble but my team is happy those are those mm. are things that you will have to mm. deal with um it yeah. is sometimes rare uh but you know, you, you kind of have to ask yourself and almost kind of find out what type of person you are. And apparently yeah. I'm the type that will defend my team to the nth degree and uh, will not so necessarily good. make them work 80 some odd hours. And that has resulted in demotions. Uh, or and that's also just, why uh, your teams told, follow you everywhere too. Yeah. Um, I, oh, other I think it's, yeah, <laughs> I hope it's more than just that. I yeah. hope it's not because I get demoted for them, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, uh, Don't worry, I'll take one yeah. for the team, guys. Yeah, I got it, I got it. Yeah, uh, but it, it is one of those things where um, it it it's you're just it's not always just all success. Um, yeah, but uh, you know you you start to figure out like I'm this type of leader, and you can say like, hey, what type of uh, organization wants a type of leader. You know, for example, uh, you know, Evercore is very much interested in that type of leader. Uh, yeah. And I have some stronger, uh, you know, language about that and some better understanding about how that all, you know, that works and how we can communicate and uh, what uh, people reward. Sure. So, you know, that's helped me find a, a better job that I like a whole bunch. Um, and uh, at the same time, it's helped me uh, kind of appreciate some jobs that just I was never going to succeed at because I'm just not yeah. like, I'm not able to do that as a, right. as a person. I love that. So so, there, so there's a question. So we'll do Elliot's question. Elliot asked another really good question. Um, and then we'll wrap it up here. So Elliot goes, how do you structure one on ones with more senior devs versus and equals and junior devs? What do you do differently based off seniority? If you do, how do you keep it organic conversation, but still focused on the team goals? 
Elliot, again, another question, man. Yeah, so Rich, what are your thoughts on one-on-ones, man, with, with different seniority levels? So uh, I have uh, been developing professionally for, uh, let's see, 13 years now. Um, I am of the opinion that I am no longer a good mentor for junior or mid-level developers. So much EQ. Uh, there man. is a concept of Drake. Uh, there is there is the uh, the concept of Dreyfus Square. Once again, this goes back to Dan North's talk. It's really good. Uh, you'll you'll probably hear a lot of me uh, or him and me when, when we're talking. Um, I love it. But it's basically, you know, if if you pair someone with a, a mid level uh, and like make the mid level mentor the junior, they're not too far off. They kind of just have been there. Uh, but you know, me um, when I was a junior, we were still doing you know, classic ASP and people had just discovered Ajax or just talked about it and talked about Ooh, the concept here we go. And it was going to change everything. And the world is just completely different now. So uh, I've, I've forgotten what it's like to be a junior and what it is like to be a junior now is no longer true. So uh, my, my main thing with juniors is I am trying to ensure that they're growing, that they're still challenged, get understanding, but most of all comfort them because Almost all juniors are panicking all the time, worried that they're not going to have their job because they're uh, yeah. an imposter. Um, yeah. So, you know, trying to call out, "Hey, you're doing a great job. You you are doing good." Pointing out the things that they've done well. Uh, seniors, I try to pull in. I try to mentor seniors. Uh, I try to say, "Hey, this these are things. This, this is it's a concept. This is a situation I ran into. This is how I work through it." I I give them the opportunity to. Um, to, to talk about anything. Yeah. Uh, there are, are some really good uh, books about one-on-ones um, um, in particular with people you're trying to mentor. There's kind of like, yeah. the, I need to put out fires or right. someone looks upset or they don't say anything. And we're just going to talk about so, something that I walked through. So do you pair up? So, so if you're saying that you know yourself and know you're really only for seniors, do you find another mentor for one-on-ones and mentorship on your team to do the more junior to mid levels? Yeah, I, I typically try right. to have everyone having a mentor and a, someone they mentor themselves. Awesome. Uh, just because I think people uh, really underestimate the value that a junior can bring just for the mid-level having someone they can help and mentor because that's sure. going to grow the mid-level into a senior and help that junior kind of move up through the, the ranks and get that like – Kind of the, just the, the way they need to hear it sometimes is different than the way a senior would say it. So I, I kind of have a, a ladder of, of, you know, maybe principals, mentor, senior, senior, mid, mid to, to junior, and just keep a nice little train. And even to the point where we try to have the juniors go out and give, uh, you know, talks to NSS. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, just so that there's a, you know, constant chain of them seeing where they're I at, seeing that. where they can go, having someone near them to like help them out. Um, and it's just, um, you know, it, it's not my idea. Lots of leadership books out there talk about this stuff, but, uh, I find that someone having a buddy that's not too far away from them. someone having a buddy. There's yeah. one thing you get out of this, out of this session right now. Just have a buddy. I love that yeah. so much. I love that. So, so, the, so LinkedIn user, I can't see you. I don't know if that means we're not connected, but not a question. Rich, just a thanks for being a manager who stands up for their team and fights against the constant 80-hour week. So many managers don't have a confident voice to make that stand, sadly. So, again, Rich, thank you for being you. So I, I so to finish it out, I know I said what is your biggest failure, one of your biggest failures. What do you think your biggest accomplishments as, as a um, leader? I know we talked about your teams 
moving with you from company to company. I think that's that's a huge accomplishment. But I didn't know if there was another accomplishment that you wanted to end this guidance counselor 2.0 live session on. Uh, shoot, I, I will say that uh, you know those people that have followed me. Um, not only have they followed me, they've they've grown. Um, I, I look back on a lot of them, and I see, uh, yeah, they started off with me as uh, juniors. Now they're they're team leads themselves. Uh, mm. Seeing them and their growth and their success is is kind of my success. I look back at That's them awesome. and see them being awesome developers, and it just uh, makes me real real happy. Just because you know means I did something right. Sure. <laughs> at least in terms yeah. of growing folk. And, uh, you know, it's just one nice to look back and see them and just go, you know, I had a part in that. They work really hard themselves, but, uh, sure. you know, it's, it's kind of cliche, but as, as a leader, you know, your people are effectively what makes you or breaks you. And I love that. Yeah. I love that, man. Well, Rich, thanks again for coming on, man. Guys, Castle 2.0, I appreciate you a ton. It's always good hanging with you. Um, and, uh, thanks again. I appreciate it.